0: Being a professional mathematician. Peter Furness talks about his mathematics career. My name is uh, Peter Furness. I'm a mathematician. In fact, I have on my business card mathematician, although there's uh, two or three words just underneath the word mathematician that kind of qualify what I do, uh, which say decision analytics, modelling and data mining. So I'm a mathematician working in the commercial sector, and uh, I've been working in the commercial sector for a few decades now having been an academic mathematician originally, um, having done a PhD and then two years postdoc research as a pure mathematician before moving into industry. In fact in the realm of operational research as it uh, was once called, people certainly in the commercial sector don't use that terminology anymore, at least not in my experience. And people use terms like decision analytics and modelling and data mining to describe the sorts of things that operational researchers do as part of their job. So that's what I do. I've worked for a combination of public sector, private sector organisations, and I set up my own company about 15 years ago and work really very much as a freelance mathematician. What are mathematicians good at and uh, how are they regarded in the commercial world? Uh, Well, that's a very interesting question. I often introduce this when I'm giving talks to people by just looking at the sorts of people in organisations that do modelling. And by modelling, I mean sort of mathematical or mathematically related modelling, including economic modelling. And at one level, you've got people like accountants. Well, they're really just bean counters. Incidentally, I'll probably end up by... Insulting everybody that's listening to this particular recording. Secondly, you've got statisticians who are really arrogant uh, bean counters. Then you've got actuaries who are very arrogant bean counters. And then you've got econometricians who are opinionated, very arrogant bean counters. And then finally you've got mathematicians who are jolly nice, well-balanced individuals. Um, In fact, uh, Sir James Jeans once said that God must be a pure mathematician. So that's how I introduce myself usually. It gets a few laughs, but I think it is a serious issue as to how mathematicians are regarded, certainly in the commercial sector. Usually when people see my business card and I say I'm a mathematician, um, they look very surprised and say, I've never met a mathematician before, at least not in in this line of business. They'll certainly be familiar with talking to people that do statistics and people that do computing and people that do things like data mining, but very rarely do those people describe themselves as mathematicians, which I think is uh, is really quite uh, peculiar actually. Uh, so I'm very happy to call myself a mathematician because it distinguishes myself from all the other people that are out there doing the sorts of things that I do who perhaps are not quite as well qualified in terms of having the skills that mathematicians need. And uh, I might just amplify that slightly by saying that I feel the particular skills that a mathematician brings are the ability to perhaps think outside the box. That's a bit of commercial jargon for you. I think because certainly someone like myself that started life as an academic doing research, you had to think outside the box by definition. So you had to be very ingenious about what you were doing and to be able to apply things in perhaps rather different ways. And in today's world, where there are all sorts of organisations out there selling very clever software for doing mathematical modelling and statistics and data mining and things like that, it really is very often necessary to think a bit outside the box as to how you're going to apply those tools. And I think that really does then give the mathematician an opportunity to be able to do something a little bit different to the other professionals that... uh, are out there using those sorts of tools. What are mathematicians perhaps not good at? And I think one of the key skills that you have to have as a mathematician working in the commercial arena, and by the commercial arena I mean not things like engineering specialties and designing production lines and things like that, highly technical areas, perhaps defence, designing weapons guidance systems, that sort of thing. I don't really mean that sort of thing. I'm talking more about how people are trying to optimise the way they're they're doing their commercial activities. And I think the absolutely key skill that really anybody needs to do anything by way of modelling or data mining or whatever is the ability to communicate very, very clearly with the people that are either employing them or are funding the work that they're doing or are going to be making the decisions that the work uh, that's being done has to support, if you like, the the stakeholders, to use a bit of commercial jargon again. Um, And I think that ability to communicate, the perception is perhaps that mathematicians aren't that brilliant at communication, unlike some other groups who are active in the sort of area that I work in. I mean, if you take, for example, someone that might have done psychology at university and done a lot of quantitative uh, statistical work as part of that, they might very well be a lot more articulate when it comes to -to face-to-face communication and things like that. And as a result, might well do better a mathematician when it comes to making their way in this kind of activity. And that may not be, you know, the best thing. It may well be the mathematician's got the extra skills that the psychologist won't have, um, but because they're perhaps not so good at communication, that will never really see the light of day. So I think that's uh, probably... The only thing I can think of offhand, I mean, generally speaking, I think mathematicians are pretty well-rounded individuals, certainly the ones that I come across uh, in the commercial world. Um, But that's to say there aren't that many of us uh, that I see out there. What supports me in my professional life? Well, there are a number of things, actually. I am a member of various organisations, like the London Mathematical Society, although I have to say that uh, most of my involvement with the LMS is more out of personal interest rather than professional interest. Perhaps more important is an organisation called the Royal Statistical Society which does organise seminars and events which are directly pertinent to the sort of work that I do. The Operational Research Society too organises seminars from time to time which perhaps are quite relevant but I think more importantly for me at my stage, if you like, which is sort of well on into my professional life, is probably my personal network of contacts that's far and away the most important thing. So if I come up against a particular problem that I can't figure out working for a client, usually there isn't time to do an awful lot of research, so you try and figure it out for yourself first, or look on the web, search for resources there, which of which, of course, there's a ballooning amount now out there if you can't figure it out yourself and with a bit of research on the web then a quick email to one or two of one's sort of contacts in in the same line of business usually is the best way best way forward other things which are becoming more important professional networking sites like linkedin certainly are very important now i think perhaps for perhaps for a younger mathematician in being able to promote yourself um uh, be available for being identified globally if I was starting out my business now rather than 15 years ago probably LinkedIn will be the most important channel I would have to find new business so um, that's going to be an increasingly important way I think of making oneself or putting oneself out there um, so that people can see who you are and what sort of skills and uh, you might have and whether they might you might be relevant to the work that they're doing. Other things which I've always found very helpful, certain publications like New Scientist magazine, over the decades has often provided some very useful lines of inquiry for me to follow up and um, take leads from to sort of develop little areas of specialty which um, have served me well in my sort of commercial activity. One of the most recent areas would have been, for example, the whole area of location-based targeting, which is um, to do with you know people's sort of digital footprints in space and time, which is becoming increasingly important. It was an article in New Scientist magazine about a decade ago which sparked my interest in that, so I've done quite a bit of research in that area over the years since then. So I think that, that's probably it as regards what supports me most. It's really you know personal contacts now, a few publications, a few societies, and so on am I a chartered mathematician? I'm not. I never really regarded it as being important for me to have that status. In fact, I don't think it was ever available until relatively recently. Um, That perhaps shows a weakness in my own ability to sort of network in the mathematics community. Um, I always felt that, you know, having a PhD in mathematics and then an MSc in operational research following on from that were really all the sort of Credentials I needed to, to demonstrate my, my sort of degree of learning in mathematics and its application. And really what matters in the commercial world is um, your ability to communicate that you can solve a client's problem, understand and help solve a client's problem. That's what clients are after, rather than whether you have chartered status after your name. Having said all that, I think perhaps for a younger person... It is going to be important because there are so many different groups of people out there now doing mathematical modelling and data mining and so on who are not mathematicians that I think it would be useful to have that kind of credential to back you up. I mean, there are other organisations out there that offer chartered status in various professions. Statistics is one which, again, I'm not a chartered statistician, but I think for a young person starting out it would be very good to to get that kind of charter status behind you you know I think the world of of analytics if I can use that term is still a relatively immature one that may sound a bit strange seeing as it's been going full blast for probably the last seventy years or so but it is expanding rapidly as you know so-called big data comes on the scene and more and more people are going to have to get involved in in dealing with the sort of work that we do. If you take by analogy something like financial modelling, when I started my career, if you were going to build a financial model, then you know a PhD in mathematics was regarded as kind of a prerequisite. Whereas now everybody is building financial models using spreadsheets like Excel. So. And the same thing is going to happen in, in the world of mathematical modelling more generally. And so I think it's really important that mathematicians can kind of differentiate themselves. So I think having something like chartered status will, will help in that endeavour. How do I disseminate my work? Well, actually, there are various components to that. One, of course, is, is the work that I do for clients, and that usually is, is completely a secret, not in the public domain. Although having said that, it is important to be able to tell potential new clients a little bit about the work that you've done before. So what one usually does is to agree with a client that a brief kind of synopsis of, of what you did for that client is available perhaps in the public domain on, on a network site like LinkedIn um, will be a good way of doing that. And also one can speak at conferences, which... I perhaps do less of now than than I used to, but I might do two or three conferences a year where I talk about the sort of work that I've been doing or a particular topic that people are interested in. For example, I did one on data visualisation just before Christmas. Um, and there one will bring out one or two kind of case studies of client work one has has done based on stuff which the client is happy to see in in the public domain. Uh, But there are other ways in which I would disseminate my work. I mentioned conferences. Well, sometimes these might lead to a paper. So I've written, uh, I do perhaps two or three papers a year to sort of on particular topics, like I did one on the applications of Monte Carlo simulation last year. And um, I'd done one. Uh, in previous years on another topic Um, and that's a way of kind of giving a slightly more rigorous view of what one does perhaps without mentioning any any clients in particular so so that's the main way I think that I disseminate my work it's it's um, you get your client to agree what you can say about them and then you talk at conferences and, and publish papers what are the obstacles that I've had to overcome to become a mathematician a very interesting question. I think it, it probably needs to be answered looking back over various stages in my career. So probably the first stage was simply to continue as a mathema- an academic mathematician and then the second stage would have been how I was able to re-engineer myself to become a mathematician in the commercial sector. So I needed new communication skills and things like that and it's sort of evolved over the decades. If you'd asked me this back in 1972 when I was trying to get a permanent job in a British university, I would have said the obstacles were that I'd probably picked the wrong subject to specialise in doing a PhD. I don't know whether that's still the case. I suspect uh, there are certain things which are popular in the UK as mathematical topics for, for young researchers and young staff to, to be working on, perhaps at the expense of other disciplines, where perhaps they might need to look abroad to, to get there. Their work, but I can't say that I've ever had any obstacles to continuing life as a mathematician. Certainly in the uh, commercial sector, I think if there are any obstacles, they're ones of one's own creation. You know, you have to be very, very flexible uh, when you do what I do. You have to be very self-sufficient. Certainly, I, I didn't start life as a as a particularly good communicator, and I had to learn. A lot of skills about how to communicate what I do in non technical terms, which I think have st- stood me in good stead. Um, and I l- had to learn those really quite early on. So, you know, perhaps an obstacle to start with, but I think, uh, you know, it's something you just have to overcome in order to survive. Apart from that, I think uh, really I've been very lucky in, in not having anything in my way to stop me doing what I do. Perhaps I might just say one thing because it, it links back to perhaps what I was saying earlier about the other types of prof- professional who are working in this space that I'm in of decision analytics, modelling and data mining. There are a lot of people out there doing this kind of thing and I really do feel that mathematicians are uniquely well qualified to to excel in those areas. So I think... It's important to point out there are some tremendous opportunities for people starting out in their careers, which perhaps they may not be that aware of based on on what they've heard while they've been at school or undergraduates. There's a huge amount going on in the world of what's called big data, which is really all about the data that's being generated now and, and is so freely available within companies based on the interactions that companies have with all their customers and their suppliers and everybody else. And that's opening up all sorts of exciting opportunities. Having said all that, as I said earlier, there are threats in the sense that there are plenty of other people now sniffing at this pot of uh, of opportunity. Mathematicians are just one group amongst many others, statisticians, computer scientists, people trained as psychologists, and, and so on. So it's important to understand that, as well as, I won't call it threats, but competition from overseas where... Some of my clients are outsourcing some of their more technical statistical work now to, for example, India, using an intermediary to to help sort of communicate between the two, two parts of the of the process. Um, and that's becoming perhaps increasingly important as something one has to consider. And that's why things like communication skills are going to be so important um, in the future, perhaps even more so than they have been in the past. This recording was created for the project Being a Professional Mathematician, supported by the MSOR Network, the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, and the Universities of Greenwich and Birmingham, as part of the National HE STEM Programme. It is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike Licence.